Welcome to the world of Thea, a wondrous and imaginary place where tall ships, magic and adventure, calls to the hearts of many brave women and men such as yourselves. Whether you've come seeking profit, fame, titles, or perhaps even glory for the nations you've chosen to serve, one thing is certain, the more you risk, the greater will be your reward. We send you now to join with your new crew aboard the Seraphim. She's a proud ship, with a stout captain and a strong crew. And even though this be her maiden voyage, your mission is so important that news of it has already begun to spread across the seas. So sharpen your cutlass, prime your muskets, and ready yourselves for the journey of a lifetime. The tides be right, and it's time we were away. Ah, welcome back. It's good to see you. We're all so pleased that you joined us. This is Raz, and this is The Secrets of the Seraphim, Barta College production. I'm here with most of the crew. Um, some of them in, are in their hammocks. We're just always going to say that whenever Mel can't be here, she's sick. So this one time she has she has the trots uh, aboard ship. It's not been pleasant, but she's in her hammock, swaying it out, trying to get, you know, it's uh, both ends tonight. Bucket, buckets and buckets and braces off the side. So First it we'll was the how... borscht, now it was the Edmundo's yeah. sweet potatoes. No, not Edmundo's. Not, oh. not absolutely. No, uh, Gregor, there. since he's already angry with her, um, either threatened or offered to let her drag behind the ship in a longboat during some of those double-ended nights. Yeah, that's uh, that that's one way of solving the problem. Real, real good for somebody with seasickness. Kick him out in the small in the in the longboat and let him just drag. All right. So when we last encountered the crew, they had just fought off a very, very serious um, devilfish. An, uh, a deep angler, massive size, that had uh, pushed the Seraphim pretty harsh to her limits. But fortunately, with the application of some in good play, uh, quick thinking from Annika and uh, Cap Captain Gregor Smythe's uh, ability to repair the ship through his hero point, we were able to uh, avert disaster. And the ship was uh, repaired by Elisa... Lauren phonetically spell it out. Phonetically spell it out somewhere. She was able. They were able to get the the, the boat back underway. Uh, the ship. I'm sorry, back underway. Unfortunately, we did lose a member of the crew. One of the the gang on um, Annika's team. So R.I.P. Honey. R.I.P. And uh, that's where we'll pick it up. So, uh, crew. The the rest of the um, the voyage to Fort Freedom takes an additional uh, about. 12 days and you find yourself uh, spotting land coming into the Atevian Sea. You've had decent weather, one or two rough rough days, but nothing beyond the norm for, for a vessel of your size. Nothing that was threatening uh, or anything like that. Just, you know, wind, rain, a little bit course corrections here and there. But for the most part, you do spot land on the morning of May 5th. And that is a Saturday morning, May the 5th. And that is when you hear from the crow's nest that, you know, port ahead. There's the snowflake, the snowflake dead ahead, captain. Now the snowflake is a famous, it's Fort Freedom is in the shape. They call it the snowflake. So it is a massive fort that sits on the top of uh, the bay that goes into this particular part of the island. And I will give you a visual of that right here, team. For those of you who want to see it online, you can look up the Pirate Nations of the Seven Sea. Uh, now, this one has been blown up, and of course, it doesn't blow up well. 
But let me show you where about Fort Freedom is. Fort Freedom is. Uh, yeah, to be in. Yeah. All right. So where that red dot kept pulsing, that's where Fort Freedom is, and the word next to it that sits right on the the top of the coast up here is this is is basically Snowflake, and that's the name of the fort. In the middle uh, of the Atabean Sea. Yep, the Atabean Sea. Yep. Um. So a couple more hours go by, and and you're able to make you know you make landfall within about figure two hours. So by about 10 a.m., you uh, you're able to come in. Now there's no actual dock here for for even for a boat your uh, ship your size. So it's going to be long boats into the water, your own crew pulling you out into the you know onto shore. There is a there is a town. It's all it's all known as Fort Freedom. There is a town. Uh, it is a fairly decent sized one, not as big as Labuka, maybe. 1,500 residents, 2,000 tops, a couple plantations on the southern part of the island. Uh, the weather today is pretty good. It's uh, The barometer shows that it's going to be fair skies again today. The uh, weather shouldn't get more than about 76, 77 degrees. And uh, besides that, that's where you be at 10 a.m. And uh, what do you want to do? How do you want to get yourselves onto shore? And what do you, and what, you know, you see no sign, by the way, in the, in, you know, off the coast of the Banshee. She's not here, but that's, I mean, let's be honest, the chances of running into her the first day are tough. So, yeah, she may be, may be on maneuvers or patrol. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, keeper, storyteller. Mm-hmm. Yep. Our esteemed leader. Could you please give um, some of the crew members and our lovely listeners a refresher on who we're there to collect and perhaps absolutely. how we could find him? So Captain Milton Davis is uh, the first one of the first names that was given to you by Holbein regarding this this uh, scroll. So Captain Milton Davis of the HMS Banshee uh, is on a thirty two gun frigate. He is a pirate hunter, and the Brotherhood of the Coast does have its location north of here, up in this part of the. Let's see, so from Fort Freedom here into these shoals and islands here is where you'll find the Brotherhood of the Coast. And he is a notorious pirate hunter dispatched by Avalon to control the seas in and around Fort Freedom. Now, is is Fort Freedom an Avalonian post? Actually, Fort Freedom is a joint operation that is controlled by the Atibian Trading Company. So they have friends and vessels that are used from many different countries that they pay to guard their forts and ships when they themselves are out, you know, when their ships can't do it, hunt pirates for them. But this is basically the East India Trading Company. This is what you would know as the Atibian Trading Company. So these guys are the mega corporation of the day. Jeffrey Bezos. Got it. Yeah, and they own the fort. They are the ones who are able to design it, set it up, paid for the massive expense of putting a fort here, and no ship can can withstand the, the guns in this fort. They're 16-pounders. It's They're massive guns. There's about 70 of them. They face in all different, all over. They can cover a great portion of the sea. So don't right. piss them off or steal the governor's daughter, that's what you're saying? Yeah, not a great way to, to yeah, to, I mean... They can pound you to dust pretty quick. It's, Let's there's a not lot do of that. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, Isabel, no fooling around with the governor's daughter or the governor or his wife. Right. Or his wife. So the the leader of the fort, as the last time you know and from your intelligence that you were given by Holbein, is a man by the name of Commander Jared Winthrop Day. And he is the man who is the leading representative of the uh, TBN Trading Company and supposedly the commander of the fort itself. So if the Banshee is on maneuvers for them, if, if it's being if it's Avalon's guard the waters, he may have dispatched um, Davis out to do something or know exactly you know where he should be. Cool. So sounds like we got to talk to this Winthrop Day guy. Yep. Jared Winthrop Day. Might I kindly suggest that we make land, we have a spot of lunch, we party a little, we replenish all, we replenish all of our water supplies, you know, do all of the, ah, the, the messy sheep stuff. And then we go find this Winthrop guy and I suppose more little spot of shopping and we finish up with finding this Milton Davies guy and then we can go. See? Just a suggestion. Uh, Ezra just hangs back and and sort of smiles and enjoys the flourish with which she is going about this clearly very full day of very little work and and, and <laughs> a tremendous amount of siesta and partying. Wow, I think that's incredibly presumptuous. I mean, he's that sounds like the best plan I can think of. Yeah. All right, let's just exactly. do as little as possible. Hmm. We, we we've been it's been a hard time at sea they make for a, a fine night a fine night ashore she be i will wear my largest hat. great my largest hat everybody's going uh going to shore then yes uh, all right annika dear are you coming you're leaving she nods marines in Excellent. charge well no the uh because Elisa isn't feeling very good. We'll we'll say she's uh, she's the quartermaster. She'd be ranking officer if all the rest of you go on shore. Oh yeah, yeah. So there, nothing should happen under her ever ever vigilant eye. Between oh, above the, the sick bucket, above the sick bucket, yeah. But at least she knows what to do in in most cases. As far as the uh, the goods and stuff on board, you have more than enough. You know, go in go into town, see what you have. If you feel like selling here, if you feel like, you know replenishing do whatever you just gotta you know talk to the governor first or the commander because there is a governor of the whole island and there is then like i said and then there's the fort commander who kind of really has the power it's a political world here political world and i am a political girl and with that to the longboats (laughs) to the longboats they drop down uh you dispatch Let's say I'm, I'm assuming half the crew would probably try to get shore leave, right? You'd give 15 or... I'll do a rotating shore leave of a, a third of the crew at a time. Okay, so 10 men are, are there with you. Yeah, they that means one longboat is pretty much full with you and the 10 men. But they they pull their way there and, you know, they're they're singing, you know, as they, uh, as they stroke the oars and bring you in with the beautiful white be- sandy beaches, palm trees, and you hear, oh, oh. And they're like, you know, they're just doing this whole. It just sounds great. It's magnificent. It's very Errol Flynn, very Captain Blood, you know. And even there's a quote in there for for Ezra York, you know, 
climb up those masks now, you monkeys. There's no chains holding you now. Uh, that kind of thing. There's there's all kinds of shit going on. But it's it's amazing how once the men get on the longships, they just start this this chorus of singing. Um, it's it's a beautiful thing to watch, and it doesn't matter which ten you pick. It's always the same, men and women. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I think right. I'll join in. Uh, um, you do in a different language, but nobody notices. It's good. You're just everybody's just kind of doing it in their own <laughs> completely in different their own native tongue. I imagine her conducting them, trying to get them on beat, but because they're not Castilian, they just they're just all over the place with their tempo, and she's getting mad. <laughs> she, yeah, I could see Isabel on the prow with her castanets, <laughs> <laughs> trying trying to plot one out. No, no, it's one, two, three, four. <laughs> a one and a two and a three. Uh, all right, you pull up onto the beach. Some of the lesser, you know, the the regular crew, not the officers, obviously, jump out up to their waists, pull the longboat in. Um, there's there's stakes all, of, all up the beach, about every twenty or thirty feet. These massive stakes that they have there to tie longboats off. So they do get quite a bit of of. Uh, business here some ships will pull in several at a time crews come in and out so, so it's not uncommon they just don't have a true dock and looking around it's obvious to Ezra and to Gregor Smythe the people and even Annika probably because they're more of the, the nautical coves that at the angle of the guns and the size of the fort a dock would mean if they actually made it that they got in under the cannon so better to not let a big ship approach and pound it so they've they did not put anything up that would give them the, you know, like ships coming in would all have to be just longboats. They built nothing going out or big enough or created a shoal or anything that a large ship could come in. They'd rather the inconvenience of moving the goods by hand on longboats, but have the fort totally defending the colony and the island. All right. So that's sort of the reason they did that. But when you, when you make your way onto shore, uh, you know, there's, couple of people lounging around on the beach um one guy's doing coconut drinks he's just cracking coconuts with a machete and he's like i, I yes yes Abel, of course you can have a coconut drink um it even he even gives you a, a small it's the first of its kind ever seen in the atbn sea a tiny little umbrella yeah you're booted. that's what i was gonna ask um, Fuck yeah i'm so excited <laughs> I'm carrying that coconut beverage around like it's made of right. money. Of like, course. This is novel. This is fantastic. It's nice and warm. I get to be, I get, I don't have to wear like lots of layers. This is great. Right. Like so mother's you- milk, sweet and smooth. I would like one as well. I of think course. it would be the most glorious sight to see this Viking woman dressed in furs, even though she is sweating like a pig. I don't and- sweat. I perspire, and I don't no. perspire. <laughs> she has ice in her well, veins. She doesn't sweat. I have ice in my so, veins. I don't sweat. What are you talking about? What is this? Welcome to Fort Freedom. And he cuts off the top of a coconut, and he hands it to you, and he hands one to Annika. And, you know, it's like, if it... I'll take one if as it well. Please, ah, another then. Hits it off, and he says, And for you, you seafaring man, you, would you like a coconut drink? Looks at Ezra. Not unless you be filling it with rum. Not uh, a child's drink I'll be looking for. That's an option. Oh, I think yeah, I am. So he oh, cuts but Ezra, it's quite delicious. He cuts off the top of the coconut, pours about a third of it out, reaches down beside him, 
pulls the plug out of the the bot the the um, rum jar and then tilts it over his shoulder and pours it into Ezra's and he says, "Ah, uh, the special one be for the man. There he be. Oh, look at that. Pretty as paint. She is pretty uh, as paint. I didn't. I didn't realize that was <laughs> that was an option. Yes. Uh, um. See." Annika's already, <laughs> Annika's already finished her coconut drink, looks at it contemplatively, and then tries to crush the coconut in her fist. In her fist? Yes. You mean like she punches into the coconut with one hand into the other? Or she's sure. just trying to squeeze it with one hand? Trying to one hand crush it or two. <laughs> she'll try one hand to prove she's tough, but then when that doesn't work, she'll go for two. And All then right, rip so- it apart. <laughs> So when he's all done, he says, three of three coconut rum. That'll be five beats, please. Pay him, Cap. I pull out the money and hand him a couple extra. Ah, uh, if you're ever down, see Juan Carlos, if you come back to the beach, I make you something even more special tonight. When the sun go down, we have a better drink, something a little stiffer for you throughout, to get you through the night. And as a matter of fact, I count out enough um, for at least for one for the entire crew as they come on shore leave. All 30. Okay. So he's like, oh, I, this is most generous of you. That's a beautiful ship you have there, Captain. What she be called so I can remember the generosity when I see me prayers tonight? I that be the Seraphim. Jewel of the Queen's Navy. A small jewel, but beautiful and brilliant, I can see. Very nice. And fast as the wind itself. Aye, Mr. Monkey. That'd be true. Sweet and sassy across the waves. Hot as she bears. Enjoy your time here in Fort Freedom. If you ever need anything, just ask for one, Carlos. And he smiles and he has a Puts his hat on to stay out of the sun a little bit, but he's this, you know, really bronzed guy, big, um, d- you know, darker skinned. Definitely, have, probably has some some of the blood of of the native, you know, the native people here. Uh, but just friendly, you know, wearing shorts, just a shirt open up down to the belly button, kind of just hanging, just getting sun as he can, just enjoying the day. I try uh, to because of the name, I'm gonna try to say to him in Castilian, Juan Carlos, you're my new best friend. I'll see you later. I see you then, senorita. Ah, I'm just touched. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the village itself. We've heard is... of Juan Carlos. We've had coconut. Okay. Coconut rum. Now. Yeah. Rum with no. coconut. There are some permanent buildings here. The governor's, uh, the governor's mansion, the trading house. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shacks though. There's a lot of places that are considered, you know, if a hurricane hits, we just have to rebuild it. So there's probably, Besides the snowflake, which is the predominant building on the island, maybe about another eight or nine permanent structures that probably could withstand most storms or at least, you know, be where you'd only have to put the roof back on. Like the walls themselves would hold. Uh, It would have to be an absolute cataclysmic devastation in order to knock any of these buildings down because they're just, you know, foot and half thick walls, whitewashed, just like the, you know, like the old forts in Bermuda and stuff like that. So you see about eight of those, but other than that, everyone kind of lives in, you know, planked wood, um, 
definitely wood that's used from ships that that came and then the settlers just decided to dismantle them and reuse them a lot of repurposed stuff here so some of this some of it looks it has a very nautical feel but it's definitely a a shanty type town that's that's starting to become a community all right i wonder how many old ships are in are in the buildings you if if you Ezra you would probably guess at least a dozen or more oh no what happened yeah, at least I mean, it ships a lot of wood, right? And floor, like, planking on the deck, that could be cut in half. You know, they're, they're, they're right. eight inches thick. You could cut them into two or three, sh- you know, planks each. So, yeah, there's, there, but you see there's a lot of wood that, that has that kind of cut and finish to it. I was going to say, probably first thing to do would be to head toward uh, the nearest thing to a port authority. Well, I'm sure it has a port authority, I'm sure. It has a governor's house as well. Dock. Yeah. Um. We need to talk to somebody in charge to find out the nearest whereabouts of the our target as possible. Okay, of Davis. Of Davis. Yeah, Milton Davis and the Banshee. Okay, so yeah, you, you make your way over to, there's the trading house. So you see the large sign of the Atibian Trading Company. Um, you see all kinds of uh, sacks and casks, sugar, you know, it's more, some are marked with sugar, some are marked with the X's of flour. Um, you see a lot of rum, a lot of different, uh, piles and piles of sugar cane that hasn't been pressed and, you know, men working and women working all over the place. Some of, some of the people hanging about definitely have the look of, of, of sailors, people who have been to sea and are currently between jobs, or maybe just decided, you know what, for six months or a year, I'm going to settle here. You know, I've found somebody I want to stay with, or I just enjoy this climate. But, um, so you get a little bit of that, but. Not nearly like Labuka, where everybody was armed. Everybody was a... Here you actually have workers that are just working, like, with just a knife on their belt. Nothing, you know, nothing like cutlasses and pistols. Where Labuka, if it wasn't for the kids screaming mother as they chased you that night, everybody's armed. Like, it's a pot, you know, it's a paradise for, you know, for the brotherhood of the coast. So, yeah, that's that's kind of what you see. All right. Well, the number went back up to it's we'll see what happens. This is all right. Here we go. So drinks, uh, the trading company, you see the warehouse of the team trading company. You have the governor's house up ahead of you. Uh, there's men and women wandering around. People are shopping. Uh, pl- a couple plantation people, you know, owners are here. They're doing their thing at the trading company. They're moving about. You have servants and, and serfs and everything else kind of doing stuff. Uh, there's a couple taverns along the way. You're at the warehouse. You can ask here, or you can make your way towards the fort, which is probably about a 15 minute walk up the coast. And then, you know, up along the, this path and then up to the highlands or the rise of the Island. Uh, or you can go to the governor's house and see if you can find anything out there. Um, to ask about Davis, I would, I'm going to go to the governor's house. Okay. Um, I would like as few people as possible to know that we're looking for somebody in particular, like, that we're looking for an infamous pirate hunter, you know? Right. Well, and again, this is not a, this is the Atibian trading company's colony. There's no pirates here. Pirates right. would get whacked. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you make but your way still, there. I mean, uh, 
I don't want to announce our mission is to of everybody. Course. Yeah, absolutely. So you make your way there. There's uh it's it's a beautiful big building. Um it is wood, but it's got the big columns out front. It's it looks like um sort of a 1700s or late 1600s uh, colonial, you know, mansion house, you know, something that would be big for an estate. Lead window, lead glass windows. So there's definitely wealth to it. And it's it's meant to look this way and be particularly like awe-inspiring when you see it. You approach it and there's a couple of people. There's one woman, you know, just sweeping the front of the landing. Four of you come walking up and there's a doorman that, you know, happens to be outside talking to her for a moment. He sees you approach and he's like, Oh, good, good day. Can I help you? Good day. Uh, we are here to see the governor. My name is Captain Gregor O. Smythe of the Seraphim. Oh, well, welcome to Fort Freedom, Captain. Um, I do not recognize the name of your ship or yourself, but it is always good to see new faces. Um, was the governor expecting you? Probably not. We actually are here uh, seeking information from him. Well, um, if you'll excuse me a moment, I can announce you. I'm not sure if he's able to see you at this exact moment, but just give me a moment. Just, um, just please. You, uh, there are some seats here on the porch if you would all like to make yourselves comfortable and finish up your coconut drinks. Uh, I will be right back. I uh, pull out uh, uh, my pipe and pack it, start smoking a little bit while we're waiting. A woman, you know, a young girl comes out. She's probably about 17 or 18. She's uh, fairly pretty. Uh, you know, she's, you know, pretty look, prettyish looking. She, But she's definitely in the, you know, Elizabeth Swan type garb for the time. She comes walking out and she says, oh, I didn't realize we had guests. Hello. Nice to meet you. I'm, I, I'm Amelia. Annika bows, like, a little bit, like, half a bow for her. Yeah, Ezra gives her, I give her an exaggerated bow and and a uh, roguish smile. Ah, my lady. So sweet. So young. Uh, Gregor does the full, like, click the heels, court bow. Um, Says, good day, Miss Amelia. Like asking for the last name. She didn't say it yet. Oh, you ask her her last name? Yeah, it's like, with good day, Miss Amelia. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she doesn't say anything. Okay. <laughs> she, you'll see why. Isabel stands up and, you know, pure Castilian showmanship, bows dramatically. There's a flourish of the hat. It's very romantic. You know, um, some says something along the lines of, um, Emilia, you are fairer than the sunshine upon the beach. It is a divine pleasure to meet you. Oh. Such and such. <laughs> Ezra turns his head towards Isabel and in perfect Castilian says, it is a little bit thick what you are putting on, is it not? And then looks back at the girl and smiles. <laughs> no, I greet everyone this way. <laughs> Gregor looks between Isabel and Ezra, confused and just... Smiles back at at uh, Amelia. Okay. I greet everyone this way, especially women. Well, I have such such charming guests. I I hope um, I hope that are you here to see my father? Yeah. If your father be the governor, I I was. 
well, he he he, he is he is the governor, and um, I I'm sure that if your business is is uh the the queen's business or anyone else's that you know that he'll have the time to see you. And right now, I believe he's um in the middle of playing croquet, but he uh, with some other friends. But I'm sure that he'll be able to. Uh, and then the the guy comes back out and he says. Croquet is a great game if you've got the balls for it. <laughs> the guy gives you a dirty look for saying that in front of a young woman, and he says he looks at you and says, "Interesting. The governor is busy, sir, but he said that if you'd like to come back on the morrow, sometime around this hour, he'll be able to talk to you then." No, sounds no. outstanding. I'm sorry, Annika. Annika we're not in that. We don't need to be that depressing. Else. Yes, we're on the, me. We're on a timeline. Let's get a move on. He's playing a game. Aye, but we have arrived without the without the governor's knowledge, prior knowledge. We can't just demand to step into his schedule. Unless, of course, he I'm... wants to play croquet with him. I am an excellent um, games partner. Charades, oh. croquet, blind man's bluff, you name he's it. He's available. He's playing a game. He can talk while he play. I don't... I. This is confusing. So, Jezebel, go ahead and let's make a roll. Lovely. You're going, you're going to need... So this guy's very... He's been told not to allow you entrance. And he's paid well by the governor. And so he's a loyal servant. So he's going to have a resistance sort of like two. But if you can, with your finesse and your convince, get three successes, we'll say that the uh, something happens. Um, would you like to give me um, an alternative skill? Because I cannot make three successes with a, with my finesse alone. You have nothing. Oh, you have nothing in the other one. No. How many in finesse do you have? Four. Then you might be able to make three. Oh. Two tens. <laughs> that is... I could I do loved... finesse and intimidate. I love that you have dreams. Somehow I don't think Annika should be able to put anything into this. Into finesse? <laughs> I have three <laughs> finesse and two in intimidate. I could situation. get it. Uh, intimidate maybe. Oh, what? Intimidate I... the servant? I could do that. <laughs> No, I that that'd be a two, sir. She is the perfect barbarian. Okay. I can finesse my way with a threat. Two is two is close. Um well I'm I'm sure that you play an excellent game of croquet, Miss Miss, but um the governor does have um a partner at this time. But again, uh, tomorrow, uh, about the same hour, and I'm sure that he'll be able to uh, attend and see you then. All right, so we have an appointment then tomorrow at this time. Of course. Captain, we don't have to wait around for him. He's playing a game. I, but the governor, I pull her off a little bit to the side or like usher her. I can't really pull her. I don't Don't touch. Don't touch my face. (laughs) Don't touch my face. Okay, it was like your shoulder, not your face. Why are you touching your face? Speak to me. No. Ezra gently slaps Annika on the arm and says, I so gentle, so sweet. I'm so surprised you're not walking candy. (laughs) And walks away. You must be talking about the other person. 
I true that be. Talk to Isabel. She's more candy. What? Annika, I understand he's only playing a game, but this is basically his island. He makes the rule. Make, make. And the guy says, and it's Saturday. Yeah? What difference does it make? He's free. Not on Saturday. But he'll see you before church mass on Sunday. Oh, so he wants to fit us into his schedule. That is so nice. He could just fit us in now. He could get it over with. Why is that? Why is no one seeing this? He could get it over with and we could be on our way. I am not sitting around right, in the middle of the day. Come on, we'll talk about it back <laughs> on the ship. Come I on. hate the heat. <laughs> come on. We'll, we'll get you another coconut drink and we'll be all right. I don't know. I don't want a coconut. Just, I just want to talk to him. He's right well, there. Then we'll get you just the rum then if that's what you want. Hey, uh, right. Keeper, can I ask a question? Sure. Does this count as being overzealous as my hubris uh, receive a hero point when I defend an opinion when time and place is inappropriate, or does it have to be something more dire? Um, considering what's about to go down in the storyline, I think this is perfectly fine. Jesus! Okay, that's my hubris. You get hero points when you belligerently argue with people? No, I get a hero point. <laughs> that's what I said! Yeah, exactly, it's- I- I thought it would work well for a character because it's like he's playing a game. He, we could just go in right now. I could pick him up and throw him. I could, and I'm pointing to the servant. As everyone's walking to leave, Isabel looks at the captain and says, well, you know, if we cannot speak to the governor before tomorrow, we can always, you know, find someone else to give us to potentially give us the information that we need. So, Correct. There's other options to try. He would just have been my first one. No, exactly. We could go to those um, Atibian people, like the big office. Mm-hmm. The important men, see? Aye, that's the next destination. Am I saying this loud enough where people hear me? Do you think they can fit us into their poker schedule? I don't know what games they play. Let's go! I'm sick of this place. Do the do the men working for You've the government? You've been here. You're just 11... angry because you haven't been able to punch anything yet. You've been here eleven minutes. Yeah, I don't like people on vacation. Where are the people ready to fight? Uh, okay. Where's the blood She's... sparring rings? Come on! She's offended by vacation. Right. <laughs> you uh, make your way over to the Atibian Trading House. Um, it is a fairly good sized building, two stories high, probably. About six, seven thousand square feet total. Uh, it's definitely has a, some cl- clerks at the low on the lower level when you enter. Um, beautiful cherry desks that they came over from England or some other part of, in Europe. Th- this whole building on the interior looks nothing like the like the Atibian Eric see. Uh, the the lamps are brass. Uh, everything just looks like it was imported and at great expense to the company to make this building look as absolutely not Caribbean, Atibian as it can. All right. So uh, you make your way in and you're greeted with a, oh, good day. Can I help you? Good day to you, sir. We are looking for information on a ship in the area. Is that perfume? It's cologne. 
Aye. It smells pretty. Yes, very oh, nice. Thank you. And you'll have to you excuse. Look... You'll have to excuse, Mister Monkey. He kind of bathes in the in the uh, deck tar himself. Charming. And what ship are you looking for, mayhaps? And who are you? I am Captain Gregor Smythe of the Seraphim, and I'm looking for the current or last known whereabouts of the Banshee. I've business with Captain Davis. Well, the Banshee is directly associated with our military operations. This is a trading house, so you'd have to make your way up to the fort and speak to Commander Jared Winthorpe Day. He will have any information if he is willing to share it with you regarding the whereabouts of the Banshee. Good day. Can you give, can you <laughs> point, can you point me in his direction? Yes, sir. Large building, top of the bluff, that way. Uh, and, how, and how exactly do we sort of, you know, avoid the awkwardness of us showing up, him not being available, us intruding upon his schedule? How can we secure an appointment, if you will? See? Well... That's an excellent question, Ms. Isabel Minero. I give the whole name. I'm not going to do it on air. Right. Well, Miss, given the whole name, but we won't do it on air. Um, <laughs> Classic. <laughs> he says, most times when someone wishes to speak to Mr. Winthorpe Day, they head to the, the large building at the top of the bluff and speak to someone up there about making an appointment with him. I could write something down on this particular piece of parchment and dispatch a young runner. But since you look like you want to go that way anyway. Good I day. See. I see. <laughs> you are a supremely helpful and yet slightly unhelpful person. and <laughs> I've never met someone who has been more and less helpful at the same time. Yes. So we are going to depart your lovely company. Use the advice, which was so beautifully freely given. Mm. And we will remove ourselves from your person. Without a doubt, he'd be the ugliest woman I have ever seen. Try some paint, miss. Uh, This was trading post, right? It is a trading post, yes. The trading house, yes. I approach him, sit Dan right in front of like in between his desk, so like I'm face to face with him, and like, and I go, "You are." I point with my finger to the roof. Owner of this trading post, yeah. No, I am a employee and one of those of rank here at the trading house. Can I help you? We have things to trade. I see. And do you have a docket or a piece of parchment or a list, perhaps? Or musket and ball? Of all the things that you are looking to possibly trade? I could get one. Yeah. I must go... I look to Captain and I go, I must go back to Elisa later, but... We could trade for money, yeah, Captain? I absolutely. That's between you and uh, Elisa. Yes, we have we have things from Labuka. Good things. Spices. Hmm. Excellent. 
a good time of year to bring it, actually. Um, depending on what you have, we could work something out. You were looking for coin, you said, not in trade itself. Maybe for supplies or necessary things to take to the next port of call for yourself? We can puzzle that out together. Just the two Excellent. of us. Yeah? Well, I'm sure we could <clears throat> this evening. Okay. Sure. <laughs> ah, he writes down a note. He says, see me at Peg's place. 8 p.m. No pressure. Yeah, she holds out her hand. Okay. I look forward to working with you. Perfumed man, whose name I don't recall. I never gave it, but I will over a glass of wine later, and when we discuss all the things on your manifest. Good day. All right. Uh, I walk out with the rest of them. All right. Uh, on your way up to the fort, you make your way along. It Again, this part of town, a little bit, you know, as you leave this, the, the area where the warehouse is and the trading company and the governor's house, uh, and you make your way a little bit, it becomes definitely more of a, of a shantier look. Lean twos. There is, there's obvious poverty. I mean, not everybody here is making a great living. One guy is just, you know, filtering sand through his fingers and then putting it in bags and then trying to sell it to passersby. He's not making a very good profit. Um, it's, it, yeah, he's just sifted, sifted sand. Anyone for some <laughs> sifted sand? Hey, there are people on vacation who would pay $12 for good sand. I've seen it. <laughs> a good sifted, sifted sand. sand. What is the purpose uh, of sifted sand? I'm glad you asked that, madam. Oh, you no. have plenty of things you can oh, do with sifted hell. sand. First, you can wash your dishes. If you don't want to use water and being on a vessel such as the, the one out in the port, port there, the dock. If they ran low on water, they could take some sand, scrub it on their plates, brush it off, clean plate. You can also use sand for ballast. Yes, you can. For weighting things down. For a, well, for a paperweight on top of a desk, small parcel of sand, boom, that is going nowhere. You know, I say nothing and continue walking toward the... Weapons! You can use them for weapons! You can take them and fling them about! You can slap each other with them! There's a lot of things you can do with sifted sand! <laughs> <laughs> this I is love why you. you don't make eye contact, Manero. I, think I can't was... help it if people want to speak to me, okay? If I you put in it. some color in the sand, I think tourists would buy it. That's ah. a great idea! I'm gonna start colored sifted sand! And he just buy says, perhaps some yellow sifting sand. <laughs> ah, there you go. Well, who's down to the potty? <laughs> Annika, like, smacks him on the back. Funny! <laughs> Ezra, your pipe snaps out of your mouth in a spit type loop. <laughs> um, yeah, and you have to uh, pick that up off the ground. But other than that, it's like, ha ha! Ooh. All right, so um, at the fort, there are guards. They are definitely of uh, Avalonian design look to their uniform because this is the, ye this is the year that, the, that Avalon protects the Atibian Trading Company and its interests in the area. So that's why Milton Davis is on patrol for a year. Uh, with the Banshee and his men, the, you know, definitely the reddish uniforms with the the, the black sack, you know, the whole bit, the bandoleros. Um, and as you approach, there's a gentleman there. He's a sergeant. He's like, oh, state your business, please. 
Uh, slightly bit more frustrated than the first two times. Captain Gregoro Smythe here to see a uh, player. Jared Winthorpe Day. Mr. Uh, Mr. Winthorpe Day. Very well, sir. You said you're with the Seraphim. Not familiar with that vessel. Is that the one that's docked in the out there on on the shoals? Aye, that's correct. You're flying. Of Valonian colors? Uh, correct. We're straight from the Queen's Navy. Hmm. Very well, sir. If you could just follow me. All right. And he uh, takes you in. He's a sergeant. There's four other men outside the front, the front gate. And as you enter, it is a true military compound. I mean, the cannons are primed. They're all reeled out. Um, there's a man, a lookout on each of the walls facing to each of the four compass points of the, of the, of the snowflake. Um it's just this big whitewash building. Very, very the the walls are about seventeen feet thick, uh, and you're walking as you walk through it. It takes like you know quite a few strides to kind of go through the main gate and into the courtyard itself of this place. And it is, you probably figure it garrisons about a hundred and fifty men in total. So it's it's got a big, big, big presence right now. All right. So the, the team moves its way up, and uh, sure enough, you're taken to one of the buildings off to the side. It in, it is made of stone as well. Not the walls obviously aren't nearly as thick; otherwise, it would you know, the courtyard be filling up rather quickly. Uh, but knock at the door. Yes, Commander, we have some the captain and I'm assuming officers of the HMS Seraphim with him, sir, needing to speak to you directly. Show him in. So you enter in, and again, lavish, lavish office. Um, beautiful liquid barometer on the wall that just kind of hangs there. The The whole thing is accrued out with all different parts. Chairs from Spain, art from Vadace. Uh, the chest itself is probably some sort of German design with a massive lock. Uh, intricate standards. Three different... Uh, parts to a ship you know, on the prow, the uh, the mascot of a ship, three different ones uh, that have either been lost, captured, whatever, but just beautiful, beautiful ornamentation, painted. This place is unbelievable. And the room itself is probably like 35 by 60. It's mass. It's a massive, massive, massive office. Good God. And he just sits there and he says to you, oh, and he stands. He says, Captain, good evening. Uh, I am Jared Winthorpe Day. How can I help you and your your people? Again, with the, the court bow. Yep. Uh, introduce myself and my crew and say we are looking for the current or last known whereabouts of the Banshee. We have business. Crown has business with uh, Captain Davis. I see. Well, the Banshee should be on patrol. <clears throat> she should be uh, arriving back in a few days from San Sancha, a... Um, one of the Castilian ports southwest of here. The uh, They're turning over somebody. We have a particular man that we were p- picking up to uh, stand trial and face the uh, the inevitable dump on the gallows. So uh, he's down picking him up and uh, dealing with any other of the brotherhood that he may run into on the interim. But he should be back in a few days' time. He's set sail uh, three, almost four days ago now, so... Shouldn't take too much longer for him to return. Okay. Um, not 
general knowledge of the area that character would have, would it be faster to wait or faster to just like go out to him? It depends. He could be chasing. He could be chasing somebody down. Uh, normally, right. normally, if you stay still, if two things are in motion, the chances of them finding each other in an ocean are tough. Right. But it, I mean, but and especially you're not very. These waters are not super familiar to you. You have okay. a map. You have you, you know you have a you know you have bearings. You can get yourself from point A to point B, but you don't know where to take on water. You don't know where to take on stores. <clears throat> this is all new to you. This is a learning curve. Okay. That's yeah, what I was so, wondering. Yeah. Is if I knew enough about the area to get there and, you know, but so we're just going to be here a couple of days until he gets back. Excellent. And he says, and um, you're more than welcome to uh, either stay with myself, Captain, uh, since you are having, you're on Her Majesty's business, I'm taking it. Is that what you said? That's correct. Well, I'm sure Mr. Davis would be, would be remiss if I didn't entertain you properly. Dinner this evening, I hope, here at the fort with uh, you and your officers. May I get introductions, please? Uh, my, I am, for everyone, I am Jared uh, Winthrop Day. Um, Isabel, dramatic sweep of the hat again, introduces herself. Doesn't spout all the romantic poetry crap this time. But, you know, looking rather saucy. Yeah, he walks up. has money. Kisses your hand, but oh. not with the full. He bends to it, not the... The formal one, not the informal. And he says, Miss Monero, I am. Uh, and he says to you in Castilian, that is a magnificent hat for a magnificent woman. That is the nicest and first compliment I've had today. Therefore, it is my favorite. I'm, it is a shame that it took this long to receive one. And you, I sir, know. you are? Master Gunner, Ezra Yark, sir. Ah, oh, Master Gunner. You have the look of it, sir. Welcome to Fort Freedom. Thank you, sir. And he looks at you, Annika, and he... And your name is, if I may be so bold. Annika Finley holds out her hand. Oh. Finley, you say? Yeah. Gods! What the... And and that's where we'll leave it for tonight. (laughs) What? What have you done? I didn't do anything! You've been here the whole time! I was not Stab the first defender to get arrested! Your eyes. And that's where we'll cut for tonight. So, uh, thank you everybody. Uh, appreciate this. This is gonna be this is gonna be interesting to see what happens next. What um, the hell? <laughs> if I'd said any of my other names, would he have cared? And we'll talk to everybody next time, but thanks for joining us here on the Secrets of the Seraphim. Wow. Until until then, good night. Good night, everyone. I All did right. I have done nothing (laughs) thank you for listening to the secrets of the seraphim we hope you enjoyed our show if you would be interested in helping us continue to bring these adventures to you please join our patreon at patreon.com slash the bardic college to gain access to our solo adventures interviews with the writer and casts and advanced news about our appearances at conventions you can also follow us on facebook at the bardic college page Until next time, may all your days be filled with fair weather and calm seas.